0: This episode is brought to you by our friends at Milwaukee Tools. Outdoor power equipment gives you the power to clear, cut and maintain the outdoors without the petrol headaches. No pull starts, no engine maintenance, no mixing petrol and oil. Book a test drive now at milwaukeetools.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Rick's. Rix is an Australian lifestyle brand founded with a mission to transform the eyewear industry by creating carefully crafted eyewear that inspires confidence. Everybody should be able to enjoy a touch of luxury and the confidence it brings. See the world differently today. Head online now at rickseyewear.com.au and check it out. Righto, let's get into the show. How fit are you at the moment, big boy? I know you train harder than anyone. <laughs> um...
1: Yeah, well, I've just had about one hundred and
0: fifty week off season. <laughs> <laughs> They're long, as now it's what I keep telling the boys. You've, I love yeah. I love chatting to the boys about the off seasons because I haven't really experienced the long ones. I don't know how I'd go because yeah. you know I like to enjoy myself, but I train fucking hard. But I don't know yeah. if I would like that long away.
1: Yeah, well, I guess you know. Well, if you don't play finals, you get that extra two weeks off. So mm. you sort of do want to play finals. But yeah, we finished I think August twenty second. and wasn't due back until December fifth. So. The last month, I was yeah, sort of itching to get back, just get back into some good routine. But um, yeah, you know, mate, I always keep fit. I love training. Oh you're yeah, the routine just, king, mate. <laughs> the only
0: one out there wants to stay at Brando's. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> just make sure you're in bed at eight thirty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good. It's, it's
1: earlier on the Gold Coast now. Eight o'clock, man. Because it's sun eight o'clock, like six thirty. Yeah, it is. But the sun comes up at like four a.m. So you sort of want to go to bed early, wake up early. Yeah. Whereas here at the moment, daylight like savings. Oh, wow. It's,
0: it's late. Me. Yeah, 9.30. Yeah, it is late as. And yeah. it's, yeah, like the sun goes down at 8.30, 9-ish. Mm. And then it's, yeah, you'd be struggling going to bed at- Yeah, I'm going to bed and it's still light. I'm like, what am I doing? How's <laughs> the Yeah, so how do you find the rig now? Like, what's this year? Twelve 11th? Yeah, 12, 12th? 12
1: Going to my 12th year, yeah.
0: You know how people talk about, I don't really spoken about this much, but you know people talk about, oh, you're getting old, you know, your prime's 26, The some people yeah. throw those things out. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you feel stronger, faster, smarter? Like, do you think you yeah. you like a you know a bit of red wine, or you, or is it <laughs> it's or, better? With yeah, age. yeah. Is that the go, or um, or do you feel like nah, I've got to look after myself a bit more because you are very professional. So I yeah. imagine you've always looked after yourself. But do, you, do you notice anything in year twelve? Nah, uh, yeah,
1: probably I'm the strongest that I've ever been, and probably the fittest. Um, I guess you just learn things along the way. Um, I guess the biggest thing for me is just letting my body rest because having days off for me, you know, I feel really weird not doing anything, but, um, you know, getting a bit older now, like I know I have to let the body rest. Um, so yeah, it's, if anything, man, I'm literally feeling probably the best I've ever felt touch wood. Um, but yeah, they're obviously coming back into pre-season though, the older boys, we sort of get, get looked after a little bit before, um, December or before Jan comes back. Um, but, yeah, 12, this is my 12th pre-season, so I haven't missed one pre-season, so I think that's held
0: me in good set as well. well. I saw uh, – I loved your photo on the Insta with the bucket – was it the bucket hat on? <laughs> you bucket know, hat? Oh, man, I used to wear them at school. I used <laughs> to smart. hate – Oh, I used to hate wearing them. You know when you, you're no, at hat, school, no, no hat, no play, oh, and you had to wear oh. that stupid hat and you'd tuck it in so you look like a cool kid, and then the yeah. teacher come around and go, hey, <laughs> pull that flaps back down. No, I used to hate, I used to hate
1: wearing hats at school, but – being on the Gold Coast now, it's just, the sun is just shining all the time and it's, we're training in 30, 35 degree heat and, yeah, I don't know, you get a bit older now and there's, I don't really want to get tanned anymore and sort of start protecting yeah. the skin and... The face and everything, don't cook
0: for looks. Yeah, don- <laughs> that's what they're saying. Was I think Hayden Ballantyne, he was the ambassador to one of the sunscreen mobs. Don't cook for looks, uh, boys. Slap it on. Wasn't he pasty? Yeah, but that's, uh, why I used uh-huh. to, that's why I used to promote it. He used to have all the sunscreen on because he's pasty he as there you go. And man. we'd be like, i up, hitched <laughs> 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 trying to get Dallas, a Jackie Chan, oh, mate. Wasn't he a bloody pest to play against? Oh, oh. Well, well, yeah, I do know because I used to, used to bully me at training. Did he? Oh, yeah, with the um, with the humidity up there, yeah, it's is it like, is it. Is it it humid or is it just slippery because it rains a lot? Nah, so it is
1: pretty humid. It's like 80% humidity, but when it does rain, it's just- It pisses down, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a bit like Bali. Like when it rains, it pours, Mm. but when it's hot, it's like really hot. Um, Summer's probably the worst time of year up there. That's when we get our most rain. And winter, funnily enough, is the best time of year. It's like 21, 23 degrees every single day, not windy, sunny's out. It's just- Beautiful, literally. Yeah, I was
0: thinking that because when you do all your pre season, you kind of want the well, practicing skills in torrential rain. (laughs) It's it's honestly pointless, isn't it? You're like, Oh, what are we doing? like kicking flower bags, especially as being a winger, man. We hate the (laughs) weather. (laughs) A couple of grand balls. I can see (laughs) (laughs) it now. Fumble and get dropped. um, Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. I can play 200 straight now. Um. I just saw, and I've heard, so I've got some good mail, but give everyone an insight on your last training session because I found this session oh. to be outrageous. <laughs> and if you think the Suns boys aren't working hard this year, well, they are, and they're doing some crazy stuff on the last day of Christmas. Do, talk yeah. us through that because I reckon people out there would like to, to know this challenge and do it. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't want to do it after <laughs> hearing it, but it's, it sounded really tough.
1: Yeah, so Alex Rigby, our high-performance um, bloke, is is a bit of a case here. Yeah. Um, He's done the Hawaiian Ironman. So anyone who knows that, it's probably one of the hardest Ironmans to do in the world. Um, So he's got a bit of a screw loose upstairs. (laughs) So on the last day before every Christmas break, um, just throws a spanner in the work. So we did about 11 Ks of skills. And then we had a team's challenge. And in your team's challenge, you had to complete 150 150s, um, 50 kilometers on the Watt bike. And then down the other end of the field, you had to hold a trap bar up. So there was teams of three, so our oh, teams of nine, sorry. So three groups of three. So one team had to stay on the bike the whole time. The other team had to run a 150. And when you finish at 150, you swap the trap bar. The people are holding the trap bar had to go run down to the bike. So it was just sort of like a relay thing. You mean uh, the trap bar above your head? Above your head in so, teams of three. So by the end, your mid-back and your shoulders are So trap bar cooked. above
0: their head, one bloke's doing a 150.
1: No, nah, so in your group of three- you're on the watt bike, yep. So there was two watt bikes, so there's one person getting arrest. Oh, right. So those two watt bikes, you had to get to 50 kilometers uh, so as, you, as a group, as a group. Gotcha. Um, and then yeah, the 150s, you do one, you run down the other end, and you have to hold the trap bar, so you just got to hand it over above your head, and then the other team would run back. So it ended up being 50 150s per group, yeah. And then you ended up doing what about 16 Ks on the watt bike per group, so. It was solid. It was ju- it was just long. It Took like an hour and a half, two hours in the heat as well. After doing eleven k's of skill, so I ended up doing probably twenty kilometers worth, and I had three thousand calories burned. So three thousand calories. That is crazy. Yeah, out on man. the field, I think it was for four hours and five minutes. But um, yeah, he just it, it's probably the perfect time if you really want to test the waters and go to um to places you haven't been. It's probably a good time to do it because um. Yeah. Yeah, we sort of get a few days off after that because your body needs it. Yeah. 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 yeah it's pretty epic. Last year we, um, we in groups of four as well. And we had to run a marathon in new group of four. So it was about 25, one fifties each, which ends up being about 40 K. So just under
0: how long run what a one fifties just in case I don't know what it oh, is. I it's
1: 150 meter, just like a stride. Yeah. yeah. And then do you rest? Um, sorry. So last year, sorry, was 25. You had to do 25, 400s. Aww. So you do a 400, then your partner goes and then the other partner goes and then it's your turn again. So you rest while the two, so while
0: your partners are going.
1: Yeah. So it's not too
0: bad. It's just long. It's just yeah. really long endurance, but, um. We'd eat that up.
1: Yeah. Feeling-
0: Although oh, like the trap bar would do me. The trap bar would do me. Were the boys struggling with the trap bar? I feel like I would have struggled yeah, with that one. That was
1: just tough because you're just in an awkward position after you're doing, after being on the bike and then running a 150, then holding the trap bar up, you're just like, what the hell? What the <laughs> hell am I doing? Yeah, as I said, like your mid back, your shoulders, your neck, this starts getting pretty sore at the end, and but the, start getting pretty shitty at each other. Oh, yeah, well. you do, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, like the, like the back
0: end, you start getting short tempered, and yeah. that's when
1: that's when things kick in. And especially because you're racing against three other teams, and there's um points challenge. Oh, you know, as right. Well. So, so you're it's like, competitive. Yeah, so competitive. Um, so you are just like if one of your teammates is. Know, struggle a bit or yeah. pulling their weight you oh, sort reminds of get oh. into them a little bit <laughs>
0: that reminds us of the Canon remember the Canon's days when I had my appendicitis and I'd come straight back into the Canon's oh, camp yeah oh yeah. They're, and they're like, it do- the SAS one we'll yeah, do yeah the SAS one like, <laughs> I couldn't do the push-ups and then still I remember- can't do a push-up <laughs> But I couldn't do them, man. Like, and everyone was around me, like, come on. Yeah, and I'm I like know. shaking. And someone picked my um, shirt up and he's like, do them again. I'm like, man, I can't fucking do it. I <laughs> literally can't. I can't do them, man. And he's like, we're not leaving until you do them. I'm saying, well, you'd well you no, <laughs> will be fucking here all night. I can't do them. There. Oh, mate, I've never. That was the hardest thing I've ever done after yeah. being in hospital. Then going, I'll be right. I'll go to this camp. It's only a four hour camp, mind you. Yeah. Where did we do it? was somewhere, oh, somewhere in, like, in the hills, mate. Yeah. There was, was the work. i I I'll never forget getting in the car with the old boy, just going, Take me home.
1: (laughs) What (laughs) am I getting myself into?
0: (laughs) But it is interesting. They're still doing that stuff at AFL. I
1: know it's just it's good because, like, you know what it's like. You get in such a routine. You do, you train, do your weights, get your massage, do your Pilates and whatnot. But then to do something different is kind of cool. I didn't mind it. I know the boys don't mind it. But um, yeah, it it was pretty hectic. Who won? What group? Man, uh, our our group comes second. Oh. Spooling. Um, I think it was Team Red. So I had like Ben Ainsworth, Alex Sexton, um, workhorses. Boys, yeah, little fitness freaks.
0: They are fit. The boys are fit. And I'm, I'm. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk a bit of footy later. But yeah, fuck. I'm, I'm. I've been big on the Suns the last couple of years. You've been building, and people, people on the inside understand how how yep. long it takes. But yeah. good crew there, and most blokes have signed up and yep. um, built a pretty solid foundation now of hard work and you know even just contestable little things like that that you want to measure yourselves but um how's the group like everyone pretty healthy
1: yeah everyone's good everyone's fit and healthy um as you said like ever since i've been there we have been building and i believe we do have the list it's just every year we just cop bad injuries to key Mm. players kingy last year year, connor butterick um lucky weller like three of our very good players and it's just so hard it's just so hard to contend when you know your superstars go down because then you're asking people to sort of fill their shoes and it's just not the same so Mm. I just think we've just had really bad luck with injuries um so if we can keep everyone on the park fit and healthy all year, I really think we can, you know, yeah. contend for that top eight. And-
0: well, Dion said the same thing when he was there yeah. on here. He's oh. like, mate, we just – he had five mids do knees. Like, yeah. And he goes, mate, like well, what are the chances, you know? It's, it's and they like, big yeah. names.
1: It's not soft tissue injuries where you come back after two or three weeks. It's like season ending and that's just the, the thing that hurts us the most and yep. w- what I've noticed being at the club. So,
0: yeah, hopefully – Touch wood, this can mm. be the year of the sun. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. It'd be great to see one of the expansion teams go deep and win one. Yeah. Um now, Sammy Collins, what's he fucking doing with his <laughs> what's he doing with the big chopper? I I, was, I saw him down the street when I was um yeah. in Goldie f- f- a few months ago. I'm like, Colo, what are you doing, man? He's got like he's got the missus now, like yeah. she's he's engaged, she's engaged. I'm yeah. thinking, you're rapping though, it looks like Chopper Reed, mate. Yeah, yeah.
1: The he, boys um, rip into
0: him or what? Oh, he's a pretty serious character. Yeah, Colo. I know You can't. Him well. you I, can't rip into I feel him, like I I've, I've, I've seen the other side, and I can't really yeah, take yeah. him seriously. But then I can see the leadership element as well. Yeah. But he's, if he's rolling around as the big brute back, and he's got the big yeah. the big handles yeah, on the lips, I'm thinking, <laughs> are you? I mean, each to their own. It looks shocking, Kolo. Yeah.
1: Now he always does something bizarre most pre seasons, but um, I'm pretty sure once the season comes it, along, he'll like he get it off. He won't want to bring attention to yeah, himself, yeah. but um.
0: Yeah. He's a Boy, good man, though, isn't he? How good oh. is he for the footy club? Like, when he got the flick, we were all like, what well, we. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm I can't not pulling the fingers. I'm not pulling the, Freo not Freo the fingers, him, but Freya got rid of some good players. I'm going, you, whoever's running the list around here, he like, I know Wolsey runs it now. He's a gun. <laughs> I'm just thinking, blokes like Colo, they should have just went to the players and gone, no. Like, we would be like, yeah. no, 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 don't get rid of him anyway. He gets the flick, goes to is it Werribee? Yeah, Werribee. Or, Horth, or, wherever, he, or Box Hill or whatever. No, nah, it's Werribee. It was Werribee. Dominates. And then he gets. Oh, of course he does. And now he's. Like it's probably it, one of the best key backs in
1: the competition for his size. Like he plays undersized every single yeah. week, but the best thing about him is just he's so strong. You should see how thick his legs Sammy are. Sammy Collins for anyone out there that's going, who's
0: Colo? But yeah, 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 mate, he's a beast. And he
1: works so hard and so hard on his craft. And it's just all about like his timing and body position. So he might give away a bit of height, but um, you know, he just makes up for it in other aspects. But yeah, we'd seriously be pretty lost without him. Like, yeah, good we, group. Yeah, he's got, got to a be good, one yeah. of our most important players, him and Jared Witts.
0: Yeah, the big tool, the spine, I call them.
1: You need yeah, the I spine. I'll
0: be mean, telling everyone, get the spine and then put the midgets around them.
1: <laughs> you can always replace the midgets. 100% you can, yeah, but as you said, it's so important to have a good spine.
0: Let's go growing up because we met at Coldy Cannons and we just formed a good friendship. There's a few of us, me, you, Talia, Hal <laughs> um, <laughs> Hunter. There's a lot. There's a lot of boys. We're very lucky yeah. um, in our draft year. But um, you did have it tough growing up and not a lot of people know, like, you know, yeah. where you are now, you know, the rock star, but like where you've grown up. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got a beautiful family you know I haven't seen your old boy Dale in ages but um yep. looking forward to seeing how they're going but uh yep. yeah just give everyone a, a, like a, a bit of an insight on where you grew up and what life was like you know just as a teenager
1: yeah um yeah so I grew up in commission flats my whole life in Carlton North um so yeah just never really had a backyard my whole life um had to share with my brother when he was born so I had my own room till I was about six instead of my sister but then my younger brother was born and couldn't really put a boy and a girl in the room together. So I had to cop uh, sharing a room with my brother. Um, so yeah, I I think back now and I thought I had it pretty tough, but like I reckon it's shaped me into the person that I am today. And like I've formed some amazing friendships um, with blokes that I met that lived in the flats as well, who I'm still very good friends with now. But um, yeah, it probably wasn't like every other normal kid growing up in you know, a nice house with a nice backyard, nice cars, um, sort of had to – Sort of fight your way through, um, but yeah, as I said, like I probably look back now and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm sort of pretty lucky that I guess I grew up that way as well.
0: Yeah, it's a great story and it's something that um, the reason I'm asking because it's very relatable. You know, yeah. like there's not everyone has the uh, the posh lifestyle and yeah. you know nothing against that as well. Yeah. It's just the way you brought up, but um, character building. And, yeah. you know, I think about you, if I, someone goes, what's Brando like, you know, he's a football guy that works, works his ass off, yeah. you know, and that that clearly comes from, you know, growing up and your yeah. parents and the way you were brought up. Um, what What else about, you know, growing up in commission flats and, and schooling and all these elite programs yeah. that intercept at probably 15 years old, yeah. what lessons did you learn that you could maybe pass on to other people, other yeah. parents listening or um, teenagers that may be going through the same thing that want to aspire to be someone like you?
1: Yeah. Jessica um, asked me a few questions in one day so I'm, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm good at that. I merged, merged 10 into one. I guess the, the biggest thing was, was like, like I, I was jealous of those kids though that did have backyards and did drive the nice cars and have the nice clothes and, um, you know, my dream was to live in a house and have my own room and have my own backyard. And um, I, I remember now, like when I was 15, 16, just thinking, fuck, like I'm going to have my own house one day, like. But to do that, I can need to just work my ass off and just work harder than everyone else in the room. So, yeah, when I got drafted, um, I saved for like 18 months and I finally bought my first house. So, like, I guess it sort of taught me to take nothing for granted and just to work your ass off and, um, you know, for everything that you want because I guess the harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm. It's a great Um, quote. That Clip that up. (laughs) Say that again. The harder you work, the luckier you get. It's a um, that's what my old man used to tell me, as a young kid. And like, I, you know, really, I love football, and I wanted to play AFL so much. So like, I would have these quotes. Okay, I used to have a tri bunk, so I used to be on the double bed down the bottom, my brother on the top one. I used to have all these quotes. I'd print it off and put them on my wall. So like, every time I'd go to bed, I'd read them. Um, So I guess I got a little bit of inspiration from that as well. And that's mint. Um, Who taught you that? Mate, it was just something that yeah. Yeah, I wanted to do. That's so I remember mean. being at the call to Cannons when we well, were, I think 15, trying out for the Barry Davis yep. squad. They're like, look, everyone in here has probably the same amount of talent. He goes, there's probably only going to be two or three of you out of this group. that are going to get drafted. He goes, it might have been Andrew Johnson mm. saying, Who like what are you guys going to do away from here and away from each other that is going to get you above the person there next to you? And I was like, fuck, what is something that I can do? You know, that's gonna put me, you know, that half a percent in front of, you know, the person next to me. And it was that it was just print off quotes. So I'd just get my own motivation from that and then I'd um smash the gym as well, man. Uh yeah, but the other thing was I'd would stretch every single night. Yeah. So I've got this twenty-minute routine that I created when I was fifteen, I still do it now. Yeah, I was, I was say, actually doing it I know, before. I was I come on here. I know shit. <laughs> when
0: I was at what's this cafe? Give him a shout out here. The Convoy, beautiful coffee. And you go, okay, don't worry, bro. I'm just chilling. I'll be because I was like, I'm ten late. You're like, that's all good, man. I'm just stretching.
1: Yeah. nah, No shit. And I don't know. It's just, I guess it's just those like little one percenters, um, you know, that I did that have sort of helped me get
0: to where I am today. Mm. That's funny, man. That's great. I mean, yeah. it's great insight because this is what I love about the podcast because we're yeah. close mates and people will probably pick this up. But I don't yeah. ask these questions yeah. when we hang out or when I, when I stay at yours or visit or whatever. That's what I love about these, is just. P- surfing Tommy. Oh, mate, you, you <laughs> boys have stitched me. I stayed up there with COVID. Everyone's like, mate, you're sitting, sleeping on couches. Like, I'm sleeping in Brando's spare room. It's like, lux- it's luxury, mate. It's five star. <laughs> <laughs> King bed, own bathroom. Oh, What's can't going wait on? I to just start giving you boys the. Fi- you know, hopefully I can get this house in New York one day, and I yeah. just say, hey, "Boys, come over." That's my dream. I want a house like in overlooking bloody oh, Central Park. Something, but I owe you. I you. you not nah. oh, I got ta- not that you care, but I got memory, bank, mate. Man, there's yeah. about ten others as well. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, rat. God, oh, the rat. Like, the boys in Perth. Yeah, I got a tab. Don't worry, I was dodging yeah. COVID lot. Like, no, tomorrow mate. Nah, it's nah that's right, mate. fantastic. It's um, and the other thing I remember, as I said before, I cut you off. I thought it was one of the things, but you used to smash the gym. You oh. were doing a hundred <laughs> kilos on the bench press at fifteen. Yeah. I remember you'd rock up with your big nips out. <laughs> <laughs> He's my oh, the big, the big chest. I'm going, this bloke's a machine. I couldn't yeah. even bench the broomstick.
1: Yeah, because I remember I might have been the under-14s, under-15s ADFL squad. I um, I ended up getting dropped for, like, the grand final. I didn't get dropped. I'd got, put on the bench for three quarters. We are mm-hmm. playing Yarra, and I was like, fire it, Like, what's going on? And they're like, you're just too little. Like, you just need to go to the gym. You're getting pushed off the ball too much. So I was like, literally next day, went to Brunswick bars because I grew, grew up in Carlton, which was probably the closest gym yeah, home, got a PT, got this program and I was like, all right, I'm never going to miss a gym session. And then, but the thing was, I neglected legs. I hated doing legs. That's, <laughs> I why, I still got chi- all. that's why I still got chicken legs now. <laughs> so I literally just pumped the upper body. But yeah, by the age of 16, I was benching a hundred for three, a uh, hundred kilos for three reps. Um, yeah. And it's, I guess it's just helped me into good set until this day. Um, Yeah.
0: Good. Um, yeah. No, that's great. Well, I was just thinking before I've said that, but your brother is a beast as well, isn't yeah. he? How's he going? Cause he, I, I remember, I didn't really see much of your brother growing up and <coughs> I remember like seeing a few photos and I'm like, mate, your brother's a monster. Like he yeah. smashes the gym as well.
1: Yeah, he does. He, um, a bit different to me. He doesn't drink, um, loves weighing his food, like counts his calories, like just loves the gym and just loves working. Um, so yeah, sometimes he will go through a bulking stage and put on like 10 kilos and then he'll do a cutting stage and he'll bulk, cut. I don't know. It's just, he just loves the gym as well. And just more, you don't just do the gym to look good. I, a lot of people go to the gym as well, you know, for their mental health to oh, make to sure feel that, good. Yeah. to feel good. Yeah. So um, I guess that's, yeah, something why he goes to the gym as well, it's just a, to feel good you know, upstairs. And, um, like I love working out as well. Like if I miss a day, as I said before, like I struggle to rest, mm. if I miss a day of working out or if I have to have a rest day, I'm like, God oh, well, get so like a bit of anxiety because yeah. I'm
0: like, oh, I should be working. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it just makes me feel good. Nah, you're spot on. And something you'll notice when you finish footy that you always feel like, I always felt good without even thinking about because we would do it as a job. Yeah. And now that I'm out, I've realized like there's days where I wake up and I'm real like tired and I'm going, fuck, I've got no motivation. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably the same at the footy club. There's days where I'd rock up and I'd be a bit flat, but I'd get on the track and I'd spark myself up and i would yeah. be running around for two or three hours, come off the track and there you are, you're back, you're flying yeah. around and you 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 know you don't even realize. And it's so such a – I reckon I've seen a few people say like – um, what's the big boxer's name that, that he's got the pre- – what's his name? Tyson Fury. Nah, yeah. Yeah. The big Gypsy King. He, yeah. His big thing is exercise as well. He goes oh, – I, yeah. I think on his Joe Rogan podcast he was saying that – because he's got depression, he's saying, his life, "Yeah, he goes. The exercise is life. the one thing that, when I put everything together, yeah, that was the one thing that if I do that every day, yeah, I feel I feel a million bucks. Yeah, so true, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and there's so many people out there that if they don't exercise, as I said, like they do probably start getting anxiety and whatnot. It's just such a good mental release, uh, release, you know, let off all these endorphins. Um, mm. It's just good, like."
0: Getting that pump on as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I just did a little pump this morning. Did it's you? Throwing the, uh, throwing the dumbbells around. Is that why you're late? <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of dumbbells. Only the uh, 12 and a half biceps for me, man. Oh, I'm I'll working my way I'll up. Come out of my mum's wound. I just never had the strength. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that's the thing,
1: though. Like, playing footy, you probably do take it for granted. Like, go to the club, train, come off the track, wait. But when you do finish, well, not that I do know, but – you know sort of just pull yourself into a routine pretty quick otherwise yeah you'd probably do start neglecting it
0: mm, you do and it's a different it's you know you've i the other thing is like you've always had it at your fingertips you yeah. know like I'd go to the gym I wouldn't have to worry about paying not that that's a pro- yeah. problem but like more like the equipment and having random people just jump in front of you know like you've always yeah. just had Sharing everything machines. yeah yeah Unless yeah. it's off season but like you've yeah. always had the major program in season. So yeah. off season's always been a bit of maintenance and yeah. you don't need the equipment. So just little things like that that you go, it takes a bit of time to adapt. Yeah. But um nah, it's great. What's what else? What do you what do you do while we're in off season and now pre season and you're firing up here in Jan. Yeah. But what are the sessions that you like to do? And because I love giving value to the listeners. Like what is yeah. cause you're fit, um, you know, you are you're strong. But like what are the sessions that you Highly recommend for just yeah you know your normal punters out there. When I say normal yeah. punters, I mean like your tradies or your you know people working behind a desk job that you just think yeah. get this in and you'll feel unbelievable. Ah, uh, we'll never miss a Monday,
1: no matter what you do on a Saturday or Sunday. Always get up on a Monday and train. Otherwise, you're just starting your week off crap. That's um, quite- and then you're always just playing catch up. But so yeah, if it's off season um, on a Monday, I'll usually do an aerobic session. So anywhere between eight or 10 Ks. So it could be a bit of fartlek, um, could be like steady state runs or just like one K efforts, but not too hard. So during the off season, the first few months, I'll, I'll just exercise versus train, you know, it's sort of two different things. So I'm just exercising, getting the body moving and sort of maintaining what I had. But then probably the last month before I come back to pre-season, I start training, like start getting the heart rate up high, start pushing myself and trying to go to new limits. But, um, yeah, then after that, I'll just go and do a full body workout. So upper body and lower body. So a bit of bench press, an exercise for your back, so seated row, and then I might do some squats and deadlifts. Um, yeah. And then if I want, chuck in a few bison nah, but
0: They're always in there.
1: <laughs> but um, no, nah, just try and get your main lifts done. And then, yeah, so that'll probably take two hours on a Monday. Um, and then I'll try and do that on a Thursday and a Saturday as well. Um, and then on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Know, get your cross training, do um, Pilates, but make sure that I give myself one full day off, which is probably usually a Friday. But then i would just go to the sauna, do ice baths.
0: The recovery center up there that you boys showed me—that's oh, elite, mate. like amazing. RMC, give them a shout out because if you're on the Goldie, you should go there. They've got from when I remember going—you got the massage option, you got the ice baths, you got the heat as well. Infrared sauna, infrared sauna. You got the
1: spas, you got a stretching room, you got the. What are those things that you put on your legs? The um, oh yeah, the um, the the pants, the yeah. recovery pants. Ricky, <laughs> have recovery boots. Boots, um, they call them. Yeah, so yeah, they sort of yeah, sponsor the sun. So they yeah, we go three or four times a week. A lot of us go in there, use the sauna, use the ice bars, um, and it's just such a good lifestyle thing to do up there as well. Um, and yeah, it just well, I, I don't know about you, but after doing like a sauna and ice bars, I feel like I've just done a training session like i feel awesome do you finish on cold yeah always yeah that's a big one i reckon there's yeah, a big, always, always finish on cold yeah. huh because then it takes your body like half an hour 45 minutes to like warm itself back up so it's going through a process to warm itself back up and i don't know you just you feel better yeah i feel way better but yeah then you get home and here you really start sweating because it's that hot in the goldie <laughs> oh yeah yeah it is it's, that's that, i remember someone saying it's so hot you can't even go outside yeah, well, you go outside and you start sweating, especially if it's middle of summer, thirty-five and humid. The old aircon,
0: the old aircon bills would be going through the roof. Yeah, <laughs> gets a bit of a blast to split systems. Now we all know about your footy career, so and we're going to yeah. get you back on. We can do footy. We're going to talk footy. Um, I'm going to set the scene here for everyone listening. But Richmond and Sons, we'll do a bit of. We'll talk about the two clubs and the comparison and why you left and all the rest of it. But I want to yeah. talk about Uncle Jack because you, yeah. you know, you've inspired me and Reek. So I remember, you know, me and you. Um, we're not the sharpest tools in the shed. Let's be honest. Like <laughs> no, we, I think we are, but we didn't apply ourselves on the books. So yeah. when someone always used to ask what your ATAR score, man, you would I didn't start laughing. He <laughs> yeah. was under thirty. <laughs> yeah, so, no, you get one. Mine was twenty nine or whatever well, it was. It was. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. So oh. we we always laugh about the ATARS, but we know it's not a true reflection, and that's why I'm happy. I'll happily say it because it's. It's just the schooling system and yes, we could have applied ourselves in the books, but we kind of knew what was coming two yeah, weeks later, <laughs> which is pick 15 and 16, baby. <laughs> and yeah, you anyway, got stitched up. You going stitched going me up before. I shouldn't it. say that. I, yeah. At the time, you stitched me up because um, yeah. Freo wanted you and then you yeah, got- Because the plan was, Freo come over the night before, they're
1: like going to take you at 16, which is me. Tommy at nineteen and Michael Talia at twenty-six. So they wanted to keep us Cannon's boys together. No, no, so twenty. They were free or was at, it pick twenty. And I had Essen at nineteen. So I was like, oh. I'm going Essen. Anyway, so they wanted to keep us three together because they thought keep three, you know, very good mates together, they're not gonna leave and want to go home. And then Richmond just come out of nowhere, got me at fifteen, and then Freo got you at six n and Micah dropped to like pick forty two and went to the Swan. So yeah. Yeah, Richmond sort of screwed the it dogs, all up. dogs, the dogs, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not complaining. Nah, nah, well, it
0: was <laughs> funny. And, and this is a classic, like me comparing myself to you throughout the first few years of just yeah. where I'm at. You know, you got Rossi Lyon who loves mature players and big bodies. Yeah. And you got me who's in there, a bit of a clown, probably a bit of a larrikin. Um, yeah. And you, you just start. You just, you were just so good, and it was so good. You know, you were probably you and Toby, all this, all the, all the yeah, Giants Tobes, boys, Kniglio-ish, all those um, boys, did well. But like, you were the, one of the players that went to a club, maybe Nunesie as well at the as there, but you went to a massive club and just played from the start and then just kept playing. And I was one that would always call you and go, man, I need some advice. And it'd be very simple advice. But how was that? Because we just spoke about how your upbringing was, you know, and you've all how hard you've worked. And then you go to the biggest club. We know what happens later on. But (laughs) it wasn't that easy at the start. But the crowds from, you know, you know, let's go back now, the commission flats, the dreams, all the words on your on your walls and then yeah. bang, you're playing. You played round one. Yeah, played round one and had, a, had an absolute stinker,
1: but it wasn't even about playing well or whatnot. It was just about the experience. So was 80, I think 85 90,000 people. Uh, me, so me and Steve Morris got drafted together. He was a mature age. Obviously I was 18 and then done preseason together, played NAP Cup together and then, yeah, Dimmer picked us both for our first game Um and his old man presented – me, my, my jumper, and obviously him, his jumper. So, yeah, I literally remember like it was yesterday. I um, I think I might have only had like six or seven touches. We got done, um, but it was literally like a dream come true. 85,000 people playing against the Blues, so two big rivals. Um, yeah, it was crazy. And you no know, credit to I Could have easily dropped me um, for the next week, but he just kept bleeding me, kept bleeding me and bleeding me because um, he knew that, best way for me to develop and fast track my development was just keep keep playing with the big boys um and you know, I had people around me to sort of if I did have a quiet game or a bad game that could cover you know we had like we had Dusty we had Rewalt we had Cotchum, we had Rancy so we had like a lot of superstars already um so that if I was playing a bit quiet or if Steve was playing a bit quiet that they could just cover for him um so yeah credit to Dimmer, just kept leading me and um yeah I really truly believe that that really did fast track my development and you know to the play that I am today and yeah to for to where I've got to.
0: It's so important having a coach that believes in you and yeah. continues to give you a chance. Yeah. You know, like I go back to, like, I always reflect on myself, but I just don't felt I didn't feel like I had that. It was like a in terms of just yeah. being backed in and you get told you are, but then you go, um, you know, when you're in and out of the team, yeah. it just plays on your mind. And, yeah. and not only that, just in life as well. Like when someone's in your corner and, you know, you probably turn to your family first then your yeah. close friends, you will probably count on one hand. But when they continually back you and yep. support you, you, you do start to, you know, know get this confidence about you and i mean there's a there's a quarterback in the nfl called Tua. um he's uh he's a quarterback of miami dolphins and he's had this trouble he's come out publicly and said i felt like i was no good anymore i look in the mirror and go are you good at football his coach got this the sack and a new coach come in and cut up like 500 or 800 plays of um, him at his best and said, oh, you are a superstar. And now he's having a cracking year. And they talk about that moment as, you yeah. know, the it's belief. The in the sand moment. Yeah, like yeah. just the belief shown and everything he does in the relationship with the yeah. coach. You and Dimmer as um, player coach, like yeah. was the relationship just unbelievable and one that yeah. you look back on and go, geez, how lucky am I?
1: Yeah, no, we had a very good relationship from the start. Um, as you said, yeah, he just backed me in. Um, if I had quiet games, yeah, you still think, there's that little bit of doubt, oh, you know, I might be playing VFL this week. But, like, he was always just assured me, like, no, mate, you're going to play the year. You're going to play the year until you get tired. Then we're just going to rest you. Um, so, like, I'd go out there and I'd just play footy. Um, I w- wasn't too worried about making mistakes because, um, yeah, he just wanted me to go out there and just play. And as I said before, like, it's the best way to fast track your development. Um, and then it got to, like, round 20 and, man, I was cooked. Like, I was so tired. This is of our first year. We couldn't play finals. So he goes, no, nah, mate, we're just going you know, wrap you up on ice. So I was like, all right, season's what? done. And then round 21 comes and then Matt White did his hammy and then Dimmer's like, do you want to play? In the last game of the year. I was like, oh, all right, I'll get up for it. Another matchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he goes, it was Travis Bogue's 100th game. And he goes, you know what? He's probably one of the best players at Port. He goes, I'm going to make you tag him. I think Bogey well, we ended up drawing with him on the last game of the year. And I think Bogey had a pretty good game. But like just for him just to be able to do that, just to as I said, just develop me as quick as he could. Um, you know, he I think he he really knew what he was doing. Um he did the same with Steve Morris. Steve Morris didn't get dropped, just keep bleeding him. And Steve was an amazing player for however many years he was before
0: mm. yeah and, um yeah. he hung up
1: the boots. But yeah, the, um yeah, Dimmer literally changed my life.
0: Oh, it's great. It's mm. great. And it, it was just it's just awesome to say, you know mates do well and, yeah. and and you know you just especially as young guys it's hard to get in there but you're in there early I mean how many games yeah. have you played now so you'd be 29 years yeah. old and my next how many games 231 that is like when you can when you put that together mm. you're on track like there's a lot of yeah. games you haven't missed many nah so
1: yeah I've touched would have been pretty lucky that I do look after my body so I haven't really had any, many bad injuries so I Last year, 2021, I did my hammy pretty bad and missed about six weeks. Um, but then this, that was sort of the last six games. So it says it was over, but other than that, besides getting dropped, I think in my ninth year, um, for a couple of games, that's yeah, that's all I've really missed. But as I said, like to before the harder work, the luckier you get. Mm -hmm. So I just invest a lot of time into my body, um, getting a lot of massages offsite that people wouldn't see, doing Pilates offsite that no one sees, like doing these extra ice bars and saunas. Like it's not just, oh, rock up to the club, do what you need to do, and then go home and sleep and whatever. Um, a lot of hard work goes into it, but no, I love it. Um, yeah. Like pl- getting drafted and playing AFL has literally changed my life. Like yeah, it's, it's given me this life that I never thought I'd have. And, you know, it's completely different to what I had growing up. And um, obviously want to do have a family one day, like my kid's going to, have a life that I always dreamed of having. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. It
0: is, mate. It's fucking unreal. I, lo- I love it. I love yeah. it. And you're only, let's call it, just over halfway, you know. Like when you – we don't put out too much. Harvey Yeah. Or- yeah oh, well, you nah, never know nah. up there in the Gold Coast. You could just roll around the uh, half back there, big boy, or on the wing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you got any long-term goals? Like I know there's a lot of goal setting. Yeah. You don't have to share if you don't want to, but clearly – You've gone to a new club. We'll talk about Richmond in a sec and the Suns, but you've gone to the new club. Yeah. Are there goals in mind that you're like I've got this is my business up here? You know, you see Messi, Messi's just gone and going, World Cup, tick now he's, he's done, got he's, everything. He's got everything. So for you, we know you've got a flag at the Tigers. Yeah. Um the Suns haven't played a final yet. Nah. There'd be some strong individual and team goals I would have thought in your diary. Oh, definitely. Uh more team goals,
1: not really individual. Like individual just Making sure that I'm available every single week for Julie to pick me and, you know, just to be able to run out there with the boys. Um, that's probably just my number one goal. Just keep looking after the body. But team goal, yeah, I really want to take this club to play finals for the first time. Like how cool would that be? Mm. I think we're only I think the sons are thirteen years old, so they're still so young. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's probably about time that sort of pulled a finger out now and um yeah, tried to give the top eight. A bit of a shake up, but um yeah, that's that's probably just a really the short, long term goal, but hopefully it's a short term
0: goal.
1: Mm. Wow, that, so, it's yeah. so competitive now. Anyone can beat oh. anyone. Look what Collingwood did. They finished sixteenth and they make a prelim and,
0: <laughs> oh, they lose <laughs> by a kick to Geelong, who win by you know the margin oh. they did. So they're almost on paper the second rank. Oh mate, that what a final series. Yeah, I was talking to um. Yeah, we had Howie on and Crispy and yeah, you know, obviously a few other boys. But like, oh, you mate. can only watch. I was saying watching them is inspiring, isn't it? Just the way uh, they played and the way their crowd was and just footy in general. It may, it. Yeah. It's good for the game
1: and it's no no fluke that they play that way. Like I had um, Craig McRae was at Richmond when I was there, oh, was so he? like oh, I know him really well. And when he got that job, I you just knew great things were going to happen because he's such a good person and he's got a teaching background, so he's so relatable and so good with individuals. So like. There was no fluke to that, that club. went from sixteenth to
0: where they did. What an impact that one person can make, mate! it's huge. I just, it's just such a great coach. Like yeah. I don't know him, but like you just said, so I didn't know. I mean, I think I might have at Richmond, but what was yeah. your relationship like with him? How long was he at the Tigers for?
1: Um, so he was basically just a VFL coach. So oh, really? I had a couple of games under him, <laughs> <laughs> which we, we, we all get dropped every yeah, right now and then. <laughs> I know, but um, yeah, Fly was just awesome. He's just such a great person. He just. Like you talk to him, it just makes you feel good. He's just one of those people. who's just was always happy. Yeah, always just make you feel good. The vibe, Do you know, when you get yeah. the
0: vibe of someone, you're like, "We're vibing." Yeah. He's good to be around. I want to hang out with people like you. And you just listen to him in his press conferences
1: and when he talks, he's just so measured, and the message is always the same: whether you win, lose, or draw. Um, and his thing at Collingwood now, like I love listening to him talk, even though he's at Collingwood. Um, he goes, you "Always come in Monday, and you don't want people to know whether you've won or lost. Like always have the same attitude." And that's what he know. He kept at Richmond, and yeah, there's no fluke that he won the VFL boys at Richmond won a flag under him as well. So, yeah,
0: yeah, he's a great man fly. Great recipe, isn't it? Ah, oh, awesome! Bit of teaching background, premiership player himself, maybe yeah, three times. Three. Four times was time. he Norm? Did he? I think he won a Norm Smith. Did he oh, win a Norm I, Smith? I can't remember. I was only six, but I remember they, <laughs> they broke my heart. I was an Essendon fan. They broke me heart in 01, I think it was. Oh, but like Carlton, yeah, they, Carlton would have broke your heart in '99. '99, yeah. Oh. I was North
1: supporter, and oh. North ended up flogging Carlton in '99. That's like probably my first fondest memory of like watching an AFL game. Yeah, yeah. There
0: you go. I just realized we've skipped over the Uncle Jack question. Let's go back <laughs> oh, to true. it. I don't I think I asked that and we went oh, completely off topic. Uncle Jack, as I said, you inspired Ricks. Like yeah. I remember catching up with Cohen and saying, look, my mate Brando's done this. He's yeah. linked up with someone else, Robbie Ball, Colter Cannon, boy, smart man. Yeah. Um, and I think we can do something up here on the West Coast. Uh, I think, you know, they're doing watches. Maybe, you know, we should do accessories, sunglasses. And that's yeah. literally how the conversation started. And then off we went. So, yeah. Give everyone a bit of a background on how, you know, I mean, your relationship with Robbie, but where this idea came from, and, and and how successful it was. Because we'll get to the yeah. start and finish. I know you're a humble man; doesn't want to give away too many numbers. Yeah. But I, <laughs> no, I know I there was, a, I know, I know you can't <laughs> confidential. Probably, oh, confidential. Okay, there's legal requirements, but there were days and milestones you can All touch right. on, or you, yeah. you can yeah. So just talk yeah. about the journey, start right. to finish. Yeah, so I met Robbie
1: when we, we played under 10s footy with and against each other. I was at West Kobe, he was at Muni Valley. Um, never played at, at the same club, but we played rep footy together. Got to the Calder Cannons, still good mates. Our dads were good mates. So, yeah, we still always kept in contact. Obviously, I wanted my AFL journey, he went on his journey. And one day, he just gives me a call. He goes, Brando, what's going on? I said, Oh, not much. What are you doing? He goes, I've got this uh, business idea. It's like, oh, all right, what is it? Um, no, sorry. He came over to my house cause we both lived in Mooney Ponds and I was like, Oh, what is it? He goes, watches. So I was like, I've only ever like, owned a Garmin watch, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, talk to me. And yeah. so his thing was, he was trying to find a birthday present for a mate, but there was the watches that were too cheap or too expensive. There's no like mid range. And he saw like this niche in the market for it. And then he gave me the business plan Business proposal. He goes, you got to put this much in, and I put a couple of grand in. Like, okay, I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll see how it goes. Got our stock. First batch, we sold like thirty watches. We're like, oh, like we've nearly broken even here from like the money that we put in. Yeah. Anyway, so then like our, we'd hold all the stock in his spare room at his house, just up the road. So he'd be doing packing orders on Shopify, doing all this thing. Um. Anyway, and then like fast forward a year, two years, we we're doing. No, oh, sometimes on launch nights, we'd do like 2,000 watches in one night. So good, man. Going from like 30 watches to 2,000 watches, we're just like, oh, look, what the hell is going on? Yeah. But um, yeah, so there was just, yeah. But so the thing was like, we both sort of played our role was he He was the brains behind it all. He was smart, but no, everyone thought it was just me like in the watch brand, but it wasn't like, I was the person who got the watches onto like all these influential people like AFL players and- And whoever else, um, to help promote the brand. So like that was sort of my role in the in the business. And his role was the brains behind it all. Um like he was always thinking six months ahead, thinking new designs, doing this, doing that. And um so I guess we both really just bounced off each other. And if it wasn't for each other, not sure how it would have went. But um, yeah, it just took off and um yeah, we sold it a couple of years ago actually. We probably thought it hit its quota. Um I was literally doing nothing by the end. Robbie was just running it all. Um, yeah. I was just sort of living life up on the Goldie, but um, you can't
0: you can't do much once you've like I was saying. You know, when I was working for weeks l- my first year out, got to the point where it's like I I think everyone that knows me knows. Yeah. You know, knows that I, you know, I've promoted the fucking L out of it and you yeah. would have been at that stage as well. It's yeah. like, unless I go to America, there's not much more I can do here.
1: Yeah, if you in, to try and go to America, you need millions and millions and millions of dollars behind you. And, it's not an easy task. No, nah, not at all. Because what do we got here? 28 million in Australia. They got, what, 250 million over there. So, like, you need to have stock backlogged so that if it does take off that you can ship it out. Otherwise, you're just losing money. Mm. So, um, yeah, we didn't really think that. Yeah, we could make it over there, or we actually, I think it was, we probably didn't have the millions and millions behind us. But Plus um, you're
0: playing footy, and it's just the yeah. team's not there yet. You're still, you know, maybe if you'll finish, you could. But yeah. yeah. So
1: we just thought we'd flood the Australian market, dominant Australian market, which we did pretty well in. Um, so yeah, it was happy days. But yeah, so it was something that came as a little idea, put a couple of grand in. Um, yeah, we both did pretty well out of it. Oh, you did. You <laughs> did. We don't have to get to the numbers, but like we give it. we can give, give you numbers off, off. Yeah, yeah. I already, know, I already know. And there's one, There's.
0: I remember going around your house and we won't talk numbers. I'm going to try to <laughs> cle- keep this real clean. So Braden, get those fingers ready in case I like, slip up. You have to re-edit. You have to edit this in the The media van. We always clip it up. You can always edit it later. Um, But I remember when you won the flag. This is oh, genius Twenty seventeen. Oh, this was a milestone. I remember you go, bro, look at the Shopify account. I think Rick's just started. I so, oh, give us a look at how your account works. Mine's the same. Yeah, yeah, And you go, bro, look at the last month. It was a September and October sales. That's and I went, roof. you're joking. No, nah, because we won the 17th. Well, so
1: after winning the prelim, Robbie said, we should create a, a Richmond Premiership watch just in case you guys do win next week. He goes, imagine like all the Richmond fans, there's 100,000 of them. Like imagine we you create a watch and you win, they're going to want it. Yeah. Anyway, so we created one and man, we sold like 800 in maybe three minutes. after oh. We won. And then Robbie had to take it off because we just couldn't keep up with the supply and the demand. Oh. So we don't know how well that could have went. We're just like, shit, I wish we didn't have to, but like we had to because- You wouldn't have been able to fulfill the orders. Yeah. And if we had kept, kept it on, like people, because I think the turnaround was like two months but we already had watches there, but the turnaround to get more would have been like two or three months. And then we sort of felt bad, you know, taking people's money and making them wait that long. So we just had to take it off. And yeah, we're just like, Oh God knows how big that could have went. But, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool and pretty special.
0: That was a special one. I mean, everything when she rains, she pours, like oh. you said. Like it was, <laughs> I mean, where do you start? Like, that's just the dream, isn't it? And yeah. um, let's go to that one. Like, we know you played. We can get to the ins and outs of footy next yeah. time. But, like, just let's go straight to the flag. What year were you in at the time? Uh, year six. Seven? Six. Six So six years. It wasn't easy, by the way. Like, you guys copped a lot in the press. You know, one of the biggest clubs. Continually come ninth was the thing that I remembered. Um, we lost three elimination finals in a row after yep. being
1: up, at against North and Carlson in twenty thirteen and fourteen, five goals at half time, and they come back and roll us, and then coaching, kicking, and against the wind, against Port, and they ten goals up a quarter time, and yeah, we copped a lot of crap. And then the year after twenty sixteen, finished like fifteenth, like everyone calling for Dimmer's head, everyone calling for Brendan Gale's head, everyone calling for Kochi's head. Like what the hell was going on? But Man, what a year oh, 2017 was.
0: What do you think it was? Like, you know when they say, you know when they come out and put yeah. pressure on the coach and the, and the, the key people, captain, yeah. coach, CEO, chairman, whatever, was there a shift internally? Like, did you start doing something differently? I was just sort of
1: the motto was if I really knew my teammate, I'd knew this about me. Oh, I'd know this about them. Um, I don't know. And I guess we just sort of really started opening up to each other um, and we're just embracing vulnerability. And that was probably the biggest shift, um, you know, at the Tigers was just embracing vulnerability, vulnerability and just being yourself um, yeah. and not trying to be someone else that you're not. And Dimmer just brought the fun back. He goes, remember day one of the preseason. He goes, boys, you remember what it was like when you played junior footy and it was wet, like how much fun you would just have, like sliding, picking up the ball and having fun with the mates. He goes, that's what I want you guys to go back to and that's what I want this preseason to be about. And he just brought the fun element back to it. And mate, it just we'd actually really look forward to training. We'd do fun drills. We'd do like we'd have fun times off the field together, fun times in the gym. Like everything was just about fun. And he brought the fun element back to it. And mate, yeah. Right. There, there's a lot more that, that would that went on that year. But the problem one thing was, was embracing vulnerability, getting to know your teammates more and just that fun element. That's th- probably the three things it's that I've done. It's a strong it. culture, really. Oh.
0: Like any working culture, get me involved. Oh, 100%, 100%. Sign me up. 100%. I've always said fun. I've had, I've fun. had, I've had, some, ex- I've had some disagreements with ta- people at uh, oh. Freo. Like, I actually reckon I got the flick for saying this word fun. <laughs> I, I honestly, right. look, Oregon, that's what cost me saying yeah. we need more fun at the time not, when we were losing. But if, it's so true, yeah. isn't it? Because if you're not having fun
1: doing what we're supposed to love, then you're not going to get the best out and of yourself. And fun for
0: some people. It doesn't mean taking the piss. No. It means train hard as and have a like have a great time. Yeah,
1: exactly right. Like give a little like if just like give a little like funny sly comments, you know, at the back of drills or just I don't know. Even like I think is it in uh, Jackie the gym. Higgins would
0: do the joke before the game. Yeah. So like it That half, stuff is
1: just great. At half time, like Koch would be like, Oh, here you go. Yeah, give us a pump up. <laughs> and the boys would just start laughing, and be like, all right, here you go. what do you got? And we're playing Sydney one time. And he goes, all right, boys, let's we'll send these boys back over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah, let's
0: yeah.
1: go. <laughs> 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 and we're like, what I was that? Bro, but yeah, it, was... it just sort of took the anxiety away of running back out there after halftime. And yeah, I don't know if Higo to be able to do that and for Kotsch just to be able to hand him the reins, which is a pretty serious time after, combat after half-time. It's like, man, yeah, we just brought the fun back. And you yeah. can still see now, like on the field, like the boys still have fun. Like yeah. they do these little tap-ons. Um, like they give off, if someone's going to have a set shot from the square, if there's someone next to them, they give the handball, let them kick the goal. Like, it's just fun stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, mate. Well, yeah. As I said, like what what an incredible time it was from 17 onwards.
0: The team morale's through the roof. So
1: let's go straight to granny day. I don't remember much. (laughs) Is
0: it it a blur?
1: Oh man. No, 17 and 19. Yeah. It's just because the build up is so big and I don't know. There's just so much going on, so many commitments. Oh, it's Man, I honestly don't remember much from both days. And you remember probably more from the prelims and whatnot. But like I don't remember much actually on the day like playing. You remember – I don't remember running out. You remember getting the photo and I remember when we're winning, like doing that lap um, of honour that you do, just take photos of the crowd. You remember
0: and, seeing Dale, the great man, your old boy, like just the embrace with you and yeah. your family. Like is that – that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. Like, look at, look at, I'm fucking, like, with with you, you've helped me do this. Like, that must be something that, do you remember that moment?
1: Yeah. Like, I remember after we won 2019, run, going into the rooms, um, and like, my old man was the first one on the scene, and just gave him a big cuddle. Yeah. It was just bloody awesome. Like, you know, that's sort of what foot is all about. And, yeah. Um, so, you do remember those things, but as I said, like, you you talk to just say like, I know you had Maisie on here the other day. Like you talk to him, like there's so many commitments after the grand final. Like you don't even get to enjoy the, you, you win. Then you have probably two hours to yourselves and then you've got to suit up. You've got to do this, got to do that. And the next day you got a family day. Then day after that, you, what might have you mad Monday, then you got a signing day, then you do this. And then like everyone goes on a little holidays, So you don't really get to enjoy it, you know, as much as you probably should. Cause there's so many commitments, but, um, yeah, you wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, it's just the biggest. I mean,
0: and yeah. at Richmond as well. Oh, the, t- yeah. the town was going off. Mate, in 17. Is there any, as Dion said, what it brought the community was what something that I'll never forget. Do you have any yeah. moments where, you know, local cafes or oh. walking down the street that you'd always walk and now they're giving you a pat on the ass? Like, was mate, there
1: any. Yeah, like no, literally until this day, there's Richmond supporters up on the Gold Coast that come and tap me on the shoulder saying, mate, thank you so much for what you did in 2017. Like you've just brought so much joy to my life. Oh, and brilliant. I'm like, oh, tight support. They're like, yeah. They're like, we back for the suns now. Oh, it's And I'm just like far out for, yeah. Like, you don't as, as you said, like you don't understand and realize how much joy it does bring people. Um, I think it was 37 years that they hadn't won one. So yeah, well, a, a lot of people share, yeah, were crying out for one. And yeah, just to, like now the Fritchman don't make finals, people are like, oh, whatever, like, they've brought us three flags in the last, what, five years? Like, what more could you ask for? So, mm. yeah, it is pretty special and pretty surreal still. Ah, that's great. You miss it? Do you miss the Tigers? Uh, I miss playing at the MCG. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I honestly love the Suns. Like, at the start, yeah, I did miss it, miss all my mates because um, we've shared so many cool memories together. Yeah. Obviously, being a Melbourne boy, like, I don't get to see my family as much and my mates as much. So I miss that element, but... Yeah, what we're creating and building up at the Suns, I love, and just the lifestyle up on the Gold Coast. Yeah, it is ten times better than Melbourne.
0: Yeah, twenty
1: three and sunny in winter up there. I remember waking up sometimes here in Melbourne. I'd go on a training at Punt Road. It'd be zero degrees, seven thirty in the morning, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, it's so hard to get out of bed." But up there, you like bounce out of bed. Yeah. So there's yeah, there's a lot of pros and cons, but no, nah, I love it up there, man. It's so good.
0: I didn't realize how cold, I honestly didn't realize how cold Melbourne was. You know, like this year yeah. it was like. I used to play footy in this, like I, <laughs> man, not being a softy either. So like I used to dig my heels in and go hard. But now it's like being in Perth, Sydney, and then oh, back here. I'm going, geez, yeah. I was I was kissed on the old fella going to Perth. Like, oh, geez, we no, had a yeah. grouse as well. Just beautiful weather all the time. If it was cold, it was it wasn't even cold. wasn't cold. It wasn't cold. Yeah, the temperature yeah. wasn't cold. It might be a wet, windy and raining. You might have to wear trackies at
1: night. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, I remember sometimes we're playing Dreamtime at the G. It might have been 2019. And we're doing, like, standing around, watching them do the walk around. I was pissing down, raining. It was, like, two degrees. And I'm like, oh, what have I got it, myself yeah. into? Yeah, when it. your hands
0: go cold, is there anything? Like, you can't actually move your fingers.
1: I oh, know. And then now, like, when boys up up in, up north complain that it's raining or, yeah, it might be 90 degrees, I'm just like, shut up. Like, you
0: don't know how good it is up here. Yeah. <laughs> that was one thing before I go to the um Suns, but, like, the – well, I might as well go to now. Yeah. It's slippery, right? And I've noticed yeah. that you're actually starting to build a bit of a strong. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? But like a, I guess Use a ho- high strength. Yeah, home ground advantage. You know, yeah, yeah. teams are going up there and struggling to win adapt. in the conditions. Yeah, yeah, and adapt. Where do you find like you boys are spending way more time on your extras and getting used to the slippery conditions? And yep. your ball security is really good because you're used to it. Is you're yeah. finding it a huge strength now?
1: I definitely like it's something that we train in all pre-season. So like I don't really get a chance to like, we do get a chance to train in dry weather, but not like not much because if it's not raining, it's humid and the balls are slippery. So probably the first half of the year, like teams struggle to come up there and adapt to it really quick. Um, so like sometimes what we do on captain's run, we'll get uh, buckets of soap okay, and make it even harder for ourselves. And we'd chuck the balls in there. Then we'd roll them to each other and just like really get ready um, you know, for the super humid games. Because when the sun goes down at nighttime, Metrocon gets really slippery. And this is
0: what I used to always have this argument with my coaches. They go, mate, you fumbled. I go, mate, the fucking ball's <laughs> got lubricant on it. And I tell you. He goes, mate, it's, it's 20 and dry. I go, mate, I'm telling you, the ball's yeah. slipperier than like it is when it's raining. And it, and, yeah. and when you're watching TV- you'd rather it, it be raining that's than That's what, be what humid. I'm saying. People will be going, what's he fumbling for? It's like it's fucking that slippery, guys. Like you don't yeah. understand. And then
1: you get tackled and then the ball slips out and they're like, Well, was your ball security strong enough? It's like, mate, I actually can't. It's like literally holding a bar of soap. Yeah, like ask anyone that comes up and plays us. Nah, it's pre-season or Mm. the first half of the year. It's actually really hard to to adapt to and to get used to. But yeah, we just get balls, put them in um, buckets of soap, roll them to each other, or just do like handball drills just to like really get used to it. Um, Yeah, but yeah, we we get like it's a bit of an advantage because we get to train in it from what start of December until whenever we play. So. Um, but, yeah, then the advantage
0: or the disadvantage we get coming down here is bloody cold. Yeah, <laughs> oh no, I know. I know. You're only in and out. You get used to it. And When your yeah. body warms up, you're fine. It's only when you stop, start. And the AFL only give us one game a year at the G, so uh, – Oh, there you go. Send that. Who's the boss now? they still got Gil in charge. He's given it up in April or something, isn't he? Yeah, but we play Etihad, which is – the boys pref- look forward to because Eddiehead's Eddiehead's unreal. I, yeah, I, because they know it's going to be perfect. Yeah, efficient. shut the lid and let's yeah, go.
1: I, I know. Now the boys really get excited when we play in Melbourne and get to play Eddie But is that
0: is that literally like, people don't realise? But the MCG is so big, and, and oh, the the it. the Suns boys get real g'd up because they don't get many opportunities. Yeah,
1: like we had one of the boys last year, Jai um, play his first game at the MCG, um, and there was a couple of other boys, and it's just like. They just couldn't believe that they were actually on the MCG. Um, they were in awe, and I'm like, man, I played like 110 games here. <laughs> like, what's the fuss about? But you do, you sort of do forget. Like, it is basically the Coliseum. Yeah, that's what I call it. It is. Um, it is. So it is pretty cool. Like when we do get to play at the MCG, and these boys that haven't played there, get to see like the emotion and like how you know pumped up they get. So and you get what, a kick out of it. Yeah,
0: and what you and when you're at the G, you're generally mm. playing the big clubs. You know, it's probably usually Collingwood Richmond. Yeah. Because Essendon get the Eddie ad, and so yeah. to. Um, yeah, it's usually Collin- yeah, we Collingwood, yeah. Or Carlton, maybe.
1: We played Collingwood there um, the last few times, but we play Carlton there next year, Sunday, Arvo 110, we're going to it in, I think oh, around 16 let's, or 19. No, yeah. I let's can't go. wait.
0: <laughs> um, there's a few questions. We're going to go, the uh, random questions from the Aces oh, yeah. um, no. soon, which we love. <laughs> I love, by the way, everyone that messages us, um on instagram and put some questions in i just want to say a huge thank you because it does shape the show and it shapes my questions and i just love reading them out i love it so they're coming in the next segment but i know one of the questions were why did you leave richmond and go to the suns um what was that process like and when did it all come about um well to be honest I didn't really want to leave
1: it was coming it was in my free agent year and halfway through the year I had a meeting with my manager and Blair Hartley and he's like oh look man I actually we don't think we're going to be able to keep you um like if you stay you're gonna to have to take more than half a pay cut and at 26 years old you know sort of trying to set myself for my life up I was like it's something that I just can't do two-timer <laughs> you said it nah I wasn't two timer <laughs> at that stage I oh, was in 2019 year that's right one timer and then I was like "Fuck, oh shit what, like, what am I going to do like I don't want to leave anyway I met a few clubs Joey flew, flew down a few times caught up with me um, and then we were playing Brisbane in the qualifying final that year and like we got there we got to Queensland it was just sunny it was beautiful it was hot I got off the plane I was like I think like I've made my mind up like I think this is where I want to go but it was to the Gold Coast um, and then I'd have a, I had a couple of good conversations with Lynchy about what the coast was like or Tom Lynch mm-hmm. what the coast was like what the boys were like um, and just the lifestyle and like he couldn't speak more highly of it Um, so yeah got on the phone to the manager said look like let's accept this deal because the Gold Coast had come pretty hard with a five year deal um, which it's pretty hard to say no to in the end and mm. then yeah, I sort of got around to, like, all my close mates at the Tigers and said, look, this is what's going to happen. There's probably stuff that's going to fly through the media in the next four weeks, like, through this final series. Like, I don't want it to distract structures, So, like, you know, I sort of don't really have a choice, but I've got to go and, like, I've agreed to go to the Suns. Um, and then, yeah, it's just couldn't have finished on a better note. Oh, how I good. Winning the flag. Um, like, i really, like, embraced after the game and then that whole week with the boys because, like, I knew this was the last time I was going to be with them. So it was pretty, like yeah, it was pretty special. But um, yeah, the hardest thing was because I was with Sarah and her, she was still living at home and her whole family and work and everything was here. The hardest thing was like to convince her to come. Mm. But um, anyway, got that over she nah, Says uh, he loves like, it on the Goldie, doesn't she? Yeah, now she does. But at the start, it was like uh, she's like he's literally starting from scratch. Like yeah, I, I get to go to the club, get to see forty boys every day, and I become mates with them. Like she had no one up there. Yeah, no job, no nothing. So she had to literally start from scratch. But, yeah, What fast forward three years, like, yeah, we'll probably stay there forever now.
0: Yeah, it's always the case. And that's the thing that's challenging and you'll see, you know, later in life when you have kids, but that's the next challenge is like just that family support. I used to see it in Perth. Like you'd see a lot of people go, oh, we want to stay, but we don't have much support when we're both at work, kids running around, all that kind of stuff. That combo will
1: happen when we do have kids one day. But, um, yeah, to go back to the question, that's – I didn't really want to leave, but – I sort of had no choice, but the best thing was Richmond gave me, you know, h- half of the year to, to work out what I was going to do. So. Man, that's know, as good as it gets really. Yeah.
0: Like get your second flag. Don't leave. You've got no choice, but to leave. Good context for everyone out there as well. Yeah. Cause people need to hear it. Yeah. And it's just the industry. Like you run out of salary cap. You've got other people yeah. to sign. Yeah. You've won two flags. Generally when you win, it means everyone's um, been paid well or wants yeah. more, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and some people have to go and that's just the nature. Yeah. Um, well, then here you are, you're at the Suns and it is a club that's really struggled yeah. uh, for, you know, we've mentioned the injuries and whatnot. Stuart Jew, let's start with Big Dewey. What's, yeah. wh- wh- why do you think he can take you to the promised land? Like what is it about Jewy's game plan or what's he yeah. bringing to the table?
1: Um, <sighs> good question. <laughs> put you under the pump, put you under the pump. Nah, he, um, I, he's just got a good relationship with the players and, um, and he knows what it's like to win flags. He won a flag at Port. He's won a flag at Hawthorne. He's got great people around him now to be able to, to help him out. Um, so he, he just knows the process to win one. Um, it's just getting everyone to believe that we can win it um, and that we can go all the way or that we can play finals. That's probably the first step to go. Um, but, yeah, he just sees the game really well. He's really organised um, and he does have a game plan that stacks up. Like we we beat Sydney last year. Obviously got flogged by Geelong, but the two grand finalists, um, and we beat a couple of other teams in the top eight. So like, would do He does have a game plan that stacks up. Um, you just got to get, yeah, just the boys believing that you know that we can do it, and it's mm. pretty hard when you've got such a young group as well. Belief's a huge thing.
0: It is, yeah, yeah. and and you you got to. You get a few wins. I mean, I like to talk NFL. Everyone out here is just like, "Come on, mate, get back on the AFL." Yeah. <laughs> but there's a team called the Detroit Lions, and they're the same. They were one and six, and now they're thinking they're seven and six. So, are like, they? Yeah, and they just—it's just that belief and their coach. Yeah. He's a cracker, Dan Campbell, and yeah. But always, you know, you—we were talking about it before, but confidence, belief in a young group, yeah. and action—you pro- know, action proof confidence. So, like, once you've yeah. proved that you can do it, it's like, well, there you go, boys. You did it once. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're going, "Oh, we're here." Yeah. The group. Like, Kingy's back. Is he back yet?
1: Yeah, Ben King. He's not full training, but yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, round one.
0: People forget our good years, don't they? Mate,
1: superstar. He's seriously. He's going to add a lot. Like, with Casbolt now and Troll, like, yeah, King is probably he's still going to be number one, four. But we've got Kasbel there who's just going to run and put knees through his opponent. He, takes, he, man, he loves a pack, doesn't he? Oh. Like splits packs. Mate, he's been awesome since how, coming from Carlton. Can
0: I uh, – I, I don't know him, as, by the way. Yeah. So but I, I I just cannot work out how he gets rookied only and gets thrown to the walls essentially. Yeah. Sons go, we'll pick you up, rookie. Kicks 40 goals. Mate, like this is what I was saying to people. Like You've just saying like people don't realise like – it's cutthroat in the AFL in terms of like, yeah, you could be on a Kraken contract or you could mm. be on, you know, a pie and Coke. <laughs> and that's literally what it is because yeah. when you work out all the costs for recovery on your off days and all the food and all the and lifestyle, three, kids, three as well. kids, and he's going up there on a rookie wage and he's kicking 40 gold. I sometimes go, how the fuck are these yeah. blokes only getting paid that much? It doesn't – shouldn't be talking about pay, but it just shows you like – timing's everything and, you know, and, you know, just, I don't know. Well done. He's done well. And I hope he stays there for another five and gets, does get paid, but he's been huge for the sun structurally. I thought just down the line, long LDL, we call it, get the ball out of bounds (laughs) and reset. Like he's always there. No.
1: And we didn't really, we didn't really have a big key power forward like him, like fully grown, ready to go, crash packs, can play 22 games, whatever. Like Kingy is probably the only big forward that we had. And come around 16, 17, after playing on the best backs all year, you just, you just get tired, man. And mm. it's not his fault. He's just young. Like he's not fully yeah. developed. So the club had a plan um to go and get a couple more big boys, which we got Charlie or Marvel Charlie. he's been good. Yeah, we got Levi. Um, and then it just happened that Kingy went down and we're like. Far out. If we didn't have those other two, they kicked 80 goals between them, Mike. <laughs> we would have been screwed. But um You had like was it Lucas down there as well? Yeah, Lucos went from back to forward now. But yeah, Levi's just been awesome. She's really straightened us up. We know that if we kick it, if we're in trouble, we can kick it to him and he'll either bring it to ground for a small market or get it out of bounds. Mm. It never gets outmarked. And If you're in his way, he'll run straight through you and get out of his way. I can't wait for this year as well for him and Kingy to be able to play together. And, you know, if Kingy's man's giving him a bit of trouble, you just know Levi's going to go and fold him in half. So, yeah, yeah. And they'll be. It's going to
0: be special to watch. And mismatches as well. Like, he'll probably get an undersized back now. Yeah. And then
1: you've got Trolley who. It's a hard matchup as it is. They
0: talked to me about Trolley. He, he was at the Tigers with you. Yeah, he's a gun. What the same thing as you? They just had to let him go. They couldn't afford to pay him. He, or was nah. he as he just developed at it like at nah,
1: Well, he was behind Tom Lynch. He was behind Rewalt, and they don't really play three tools. at, well, at Richmond yeah. and just wasn't getting much of an opportunity. Um, so yeah, and he's a he's a Brisbane boy. His family's oh, up right. in Brizzy. So. Um, yeah, that was sort of a selling point as well for him to come back home, be around his family and his brothers and whatnot. Um, but yeah, he just got an opportunity to be number one forward, you know, last season because King went down and he really embraced it and took with both hands. Um so yeah, as you said, it's just all about timing and opportunity. And mm. the same with Levi, he was probably behind Charlie Kerno, Harry McKay, Mackay, I think yeah, that's nat- Kai, his yeah. last name. Um so they just get opportunity elsewhere and then they just they blossom. So mm. yeah, both men.
0: Awesome for us. Big he jolly. He's got the best hair, man. Don't reckon <laughs> his hair the blonde streak Bro. through there. Tell like, tell don't him to tell keep, him that. Nah, tell, tell him. him tell him. I want you to tell him. I, I want him to keep putting col- different colours in. I reckon it looks elite. Yeah, he will. He can pull it off as well. Like especially yeah. when you're kicking sausages every week. It looks yeah. that good. Nah, no, no. Nah, he's he's been- Has he got great fashion? I can tell. I reckon he'd have good fashion. Would he have good fashion? Nah. Oh, you don't Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah no, 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 no. Oh.
0: Yeah, he, he? Looks just, like he'd have a lot of style. Yeah, he does. He does. He Who's the most stylish at um at the Suns? Who's are they into their fashion? Lucky Weller's is pretty stylish. Yeah, he's, he's a rooster. Yeah, he's, he's a, a, broo- a broo- he's a dad. He's, he's a young a dilf dad. <laughs> yeah, a dilf. He's a dill for it. when he was at um, Freo, mate. There was like some photo that leaked when he was like after a game, had his he- um, hands above his head, and because he was living with me, I think yeah. he was living with me at the time. Is it ever Top off? No, nah, no, nah, he on. didn't have his top nah. off. He had his top on and yeah. it was like, is it, I think News Corp or someone released saying, is this guy the best looking guy playing sport yeah. at the moment and then it just went viral and then all yeah. of a sudden all these people like following him down the street oh my god he's chopping yeah, then- and he was showing me his phone once I'm like mate that is next level yeah then you got into be the Ricks I'm like mate oh, me, I buddy, remember yeah, that oh man, <laughs> I, kicked, I kicked it off for him I said get rid of the camera son you're a rooster I don't think you realise how good looking he is uh,
1: yeah nah he's, 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 yeah, he's, he's got good fashion a lot of the boys have got good fashion it just depends yeah Rowley's got the worst fashion in the world, though. Oh, Rowley. Oh, my God. Lucky like he, he can play footy. <laughs> no, he puts his head over it, Rowley. Really. Oh. Stick it for the
0: your head over it, son. <laughs> no,
1: worst fashion ever, but a hey, great kid. You'd
0: great have to kid. help him out. with your boys taking him oh, shopping or we try to, but he just doesn't listen.
1: He wears, it? like, his full ASICS T-shirt out to the PAV, ASICS <laughs> shoes, and <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> But yeah, he keeps the sponsors happy.
0: Oh well, if you're anyone out there Asics li- yeah. listening to Brando right now, really sign him up for a bloody lifetime. Yeah, he's <laughs> at the Burley Pav and the Asics shoes and and, and t-shirt. And
1: top, it's a full like black top, white
0: Asics logo. <laughs> it's ASICS. I'm like,
1: you just, All right.
0: embr- I love embracing that weirdness. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's fantastic. Hey, she probably stands out at the PAV. Yeah, I know. And his red hair. Right, oh, here we go. The questions. Look at how many <laughs> there are. They're they're flying in, mate. They're flying oh, in. Not bad. Right. Oh, was it tough? T- here we go. This one's from Cam Russo. Was it tough to watch the Tigers win the 2020 flag after leaving? Now, by the way, I haven't read these yet, so I'm just going to read them out. Yeah. That's a that's a good little one of the, the dagger. Do you want me to elaborate or just say yes or no? Oh, you can um,
1: yeah. Yeah, obviously I was jealous because I know the feeling and how good it is, but um. Yeah, they let me be part of their celebrations afterwards and the next day. So yeah, it was pretty. cool. Oh, did you link up with the boys? Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah.
0: And it didn't. And it felt natural as well because the yeah. same
1: players, wouldn't it? Yeah, it literally was the same players. Um, and then on that after they won on Saturday, Dusty got Fisher to the the hotel and Fisher played, and they that, said they invited me to come down for that. So that was pretty cool.
0: That that's right. Because yeah. they're there on the TV. The, they were saying it. And Dusty, give us a little fish. bit of insight. So, you rolled in. Did you just give everyone a little bit of Fisher? Yeah. How good oh, is he? I Rolled
1: in. It was like 10 a.m. and boys were on the beers. Like, they all got up, got back on the beers. And then I got there maybe 11. Uh, and then I think Fisher was coming at 12. And did, then Did he come in just hot? Hot. Mate, yeah. he's a machine. What you see is what you get. It's he's ever- such a legend. I know. He's such a good entertainer. And yeah, he just oh, cleared the dance floor. So, like, where they had breakfast and that, got rid of all the tables, all the chairs. Set up his decks with little fritter, and then they just just <laughs> blew the it. roof off. Oh, yeah, oh, it was awesome. Gross. So yeah, I sort of yeah, I was jealous watching it, but and being there watching them, but yeah, they sort of helped me. Not well, they sort of let me be a part of it. Which yeah, was cool.
0: yeah, that's mean. It's a lifetime thing as well. Like yeah. you're gonna be. Geez, your reunions are coming up. You have one every year, you boys. <laughs> yeah,
1: They have been. I haven't been able to go to many though because COVID, and then mm. yeah. Fuck, something to look out. forward to. Yeah.
0: Someone he asked, "Jaded by Jade, dear Miss Richmond." We've already touched on that. Best Zaki Colgrave, best three on Mad Monday at the Gold Coast and Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> so link them together. Link them together. Your, your best. Your best on three, two, one. <sighs> Mate, Deon
1: pressure is always good value.
0: Oh, the meatball. Oh, we man, people man, don't realise how good, how much energy yeah. he is when he's ready Ale- to go. Alex Rance, great value.
1: Um, on Mad Mondays. And uh, Nathan Broad, also a great value. Uh, at the Suns, Tuke oh, Miller is very good. Alex Sexton is very good.
0: Um, and who else is there? Stand out. Some strong names on and off the field. Yeah. It just goes no, to no, show no. There's, a, there's a direct correlation between on and off field, it's gentlemen. About, it's about balance. <laughs> <laughs> and um mate, you know what? Rowley, he can give it a good nudge. Rowley's good value. He does. It. I've heard he embraces it. he yeah. It'll just go. This is my time to shine. And yeah, he doesn't really doesn't do it much. So he gets right into it. Yeah. So man, there's a lot. There's a lot of good boys. But
1: yeah, they're probably three from Richmond stand out, and three from um. Yeah, because standard. Yeah, beautiful.
0: This one's from Risqua, the Risk. Who earns more squid? Brando or Dill Francis? <laughs> <laughs> He wrote. He meant to write from for Brendan from Rain and Horn, but I'm still some other Ah, there you go, Dill uh, Francis. For anyone out there, the leading real estate agent in the world at the moment, your cousin. Yeah, he is. Oh, I've heard rumours he just bought a Lamborghini, mate. This bloke is humming. <laughs> Who taught- earns more money than oh, you two? He, he definitely does. He just sold eight
1: houses in the last eight days. He's a machine. And last year he sold in two months. He sold fifty-two houses. This is in man to sell. I think. Two or three a month—that's like what you got to hit as a real estate agent to be going well. But he is just taking literally Melbourne by storm.
0: You want to talk about energy in a bloke that I love yeah. and you'd probably love as well. I just can't get enough of your cousin. He's the best, legend. Mate. Yeah, he, um, he's and he's done well. He's only been in the real estate agent for four, maybe four, four or five years, but
1: um yeah, he's just killing it. It's just same thing—just work rate, work growing rate, up. and it's just him. Like he loves talking, loves being around people. Looking there good, go. yeah. yeah. Looking good. He
0: does. He looks after himself. <laughs> he's got he? the veneers. He's <laughs> got, got the, the watch. Got the Merc and the rangey Merc, rangey. I'm here in Couple Lamborghinis, houses. houses. He's going for his house. He's a machine. Yeah, no, nah, that nah, nah, definitely him. There you go, Riz and Brendan from Ray and Horn. You got a bit of work to do, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough market as well. I'm hearing it's a tough market, yeah. but uh, not for Dil Francis, the king. Um, I think Dil said, "Don't worry, Riz. I'll get you to do me book soon." Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he did that's so funny fucking funny mate. that is great um oh great question there love that A little bit of real estate um lochie famosa ask him about the f1 please and thank you <laughs> i don't understand the context to that you can ask
1: oh lucky. no nah, i was just in. um actually on a in bali together a couple of months ago um just yes, had a few good nights out on the town, and we were just driving around, running around like Formula One
0: cars <laughs> <laughs> in Bali. Yeah, that's great. The fun. I thought it was actually like you're into nah. it, but now you're driving around like uh, Danny yeah, Ricardo, having a good time. Everyone does. Lucky you haven't fallen off a scooter. Um, <laughs> well, I was have, it? Just haven't told anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> righty, let me just read this one here from Dill Mickiness. If I'm wearing an Uncle Jack and a pair of Rixies, could my swag get any higher? No, definitely not doesn't get any higher than that um roll for 20 th- oh here we go Alex Marat roll for season 23 you were a weapon last year in AFL fantasy King <laughs> that's a good question you're playing wing half back midfield what are you doing
1: uh I'll, I'll rotate through the wing and half back um yeah I'll just play wherever they need me week in week out it's gonna change but at the moment training the midfield so that'll be wing start off on the wing love it
0: who was your childhood best friend from Omar underscore Benny?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Omar's the one who grew, I grew up in the flats with. Oh, there you go. Big shout out, Omar. Yeah, so nah, Omar's definitely my friend. You have to
0: give it to childhood friend. Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> he wanted go- confirmation, gonna- Omar. <laughs> he, imagine you said, nah not you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> i have actually seen him tonight for dinner, too, so I'm gonna get into it. Oh, that's brilliant. That. Now, Cal Moore, why is your nickname Dum Dum? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, as we spoke about before, we, we weren't the smartest kids at school. We weren't book smart and I hated school. So I'd never get good scores or, or whatnot. And it's just times in the last couple of years where I just do dumb shit. Just say dumb shit, <laughs> do dumb shit. And people are like, what the hell just come out of your mouth?
0: What did you just do? That's great. So um, is that a... Is- you call him dumb dumb I as well. I call him dumb
1: dumb as well. <laughs> That's
0: brilliant. Cal Moore, big shout out. The it king is. of Wang. Making more money yeah. out in the Wang than he was in AFL. hell, I know. That's he actually is. Actually, I forgot to ask because while Cal is here, yeah. just reminded me about Crew. Yeah. Um,. How dare I not mention it? And Cal's a PT there yeah. now, part time. But me. you've invested in crew, <laughs> working for Brando. Working for me, that's Kel. right, Cal. You're working yeah, for Hey, Dum dum, who's <laughs> a dum dum now? <laughs> that's a cracker. Who's a dum dum now? Oh, that's a pisser. He's working for you. Yeah. That, that is great. The rent. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Now, um, now that is that's fucking brilliant. But crew, is a great. Yeah. They are. I, I follow them on the gram, and um, I haven't been, but I've obviously been watching because you've invested, and they, yep. they got a great community vibe, and they have got yep. some amazing people down there. But yep. when did you invest, and what is it about crew that, um, yep. you know, where did it all start?
1: Yeah. So I met Damon and Jace uh, years ago. They're both working at Crunch Fitness in High Point, and then obviously they uh, yeah, wanted to open up their own gym. So they open up crew. And so when I finish footy, that's what I want to do. I want to work in a gym and own my own gym. And it's just, I just love working out as we we're talking about before. So they opened up one, their first one in Braybrook and it's just out of this world. Um, Amazing facility. Uh, They've got mad mirrors on the wall and they just create a good culture. And I just said, fire out. Like, this is what, like I dream of doing when I finish footy is like what I want to do. So If you ever do open up another one, can I please have the chance to invest? And they're like, yeah, 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 of course. And then, like, literally a year ago, um, we found a site in Hopper's Crossing. And then, yeah, they were true to their word. They let me um, get a percentage and invest with them. And yeah, so hopefully the plan is to open up another two or three more in the next 12 to 24 months. Um, They said I can be involved in all of them as well. So, yeah, they're really helped me out um, for when footy finishes. So, That's brilliant. Yeah, just – Love going out there whenever I can, whenever in Melbourne. Um, but, yeah, they've just created such a good culture and a great, a great community.
0: They have. They have. And I saw the one that you were in, the, the retreat in Bali. That yeah. looked pretty cool. You did it and looked really hard. Talk to us yeah. about that because you were up there doing a workout or, you know, there, yeah. were you there for a week or two?
1: Yeah, there for two weeks. But the first week was, it was called the Crew Bali Retreat. Um, so we just took on, I think, 36 people, mainly from both of the gyms. There was a few um, people that weren't involved in the gym that did come. So took them on basically a five-day training camp. Um, get up in the morning, go do um like your cross training, so like rowers, skier, air bikes, whatever, come back, have breakfast, the, and then in the afternoon we'll go and lift weights. Um, so did that for three or four days, took them on a hike, um, and just yeah, so we got the best of both worlds. I like got to train really hard, but we got to eat out at nice places, got to have a few beers every night. Um and then on the last day, we are uh, yeah booked out Finns Beach, Beach Club, an area, and just really treated them um, for what was a great week. So yeah, we'll probably do tr- two retreats next year. Um, I'm definitely going to go back to the one in October because had amazing fun. Um, so yeah, it's just something different. Like you just take the the gym program over, to another gym over there, um, just different environment, and yeah, it was it was awesome.
0: That's mint. Are you going to open one up in Gold Coast? You reckon? Have the boys got any plans? Nah, the, the plan plan is one day
1: open one up on the Gold Coast, but at the moment we'll probably just try and um, flood the Melbourne market. Yeah. Um, and then when the timing's right, as you said, everything's about timing. Oh, yeah, it is. When the timing's right, we'll um, do Gold Coast.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Nah, it's great. Big shout out to the crew and the boys and uh, the – the team down there, the girls as well. It is, yeah. it is building. You see it yeah. everywhere. Their marketing is spot on. I love all the you know activations they do. Yeah, I get down there, but I'm too weak. Um, <laughs> there you go. You have to go to the
1: afternoon classes because I know how much you love your sleep. There's yeah. no chance the train is getting up at six a.m. I got up training. this morning,
0: threw some tin round just because I knew I had you on the potty just what, to get 12, the brain going. One and a half
1: fucking kilo
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a trap bar beast. They got trap balls I can out trap anyone in that oh, building. Please. Um, what is, <laughs> what is your favorite premiership and why from Big Daddy Damo? If you compare the two, can you compare them?
1: Um, yeah. Oh, 2019. People ask, is 2019. Um, just cause I, I knew I was leaving. Um, and i just really enjoyed the whole week with the boys. Um, and yeah, it's just really special.
0: Tips for bettering my two K time trial. Well, Brandon uh, underscore FD, oh, I can slip a DM there, mate, because I used to give Brandon a touch up. <laughs> yeah, he actually, actually did. <laughs> you were no. But I remember when you come back. Um, I think it was cannons. You were trying to beat me, and I was I like, couldn't. No, nah, you couldn't beat me, but that's because I was too that skinny. I was too top heavy. Yeah, yet. yeah, I was skinnier, but that was one challenge. I was like, everyone's like, Brandon's going to beat you. I'm like, I'm oh, nah. fucking no one. No one's beating me. I yeah, didn't I give you – and that was good though. We pushed each other. That was one thing that yeah. I look back. We had – you know, and, and you got hell in the rehab. If you needed to get fit, you got in oh. belt with you with boxing gloves. Well, was, <laughs> <I had a laughs> we trained hard, didn't yeah. we? And those standards like – I know we're going off topic here, but 2K times. We did 3Ks back yeah, then, but did. it was always uh, – used to make me nervous, mate. Very anxious. I was like, fuck, no way. He's taking me down. Is he? Surely yeah, not. No, nah, I could never get you. But um, no, nah, tips to improve it, just – Fart like I reckon. Yeah, just
1: do a lot of aerobic exercises um, or aerobic – they're yeah, running so oh, five minute steady state runs, one K efforts, um, four hundred meter efforts, um, eight hundred meters, just
0: it's just like you gotta keep doing the same sessions and reduce your recovery yeah. time. So yeah. if you do like two K effort, take a break, do it again, try yeah. hit the same time and then just peak, don't yeah. you?
1: Yeah. You gotta you gotta train at least Four to six weeks before, if you're going to do the time trial, you got to put in some hard. There's go- a cheat.
0: There's a cheat code. You
1: can't just do it a week before and think you're going to run a good time. You got to have. You got to put a good block behind. You can go. try
0: do that, but you'll die in the last 500. I've tried it. you yeah, <laughs> might ping your calves. Harry Hawkins is the rat. The worst kick at the club. <laughs> He's the worst bloke. I can give you the tip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he's on the park.
1: <laughs> uh, no, nah, he writes a great kick. Uh, people forget
0: um, how good the ruddy is. And he's had yeah. a tough trot, hasn't he? With his injuries, shoulder. He's going to be a huge addition to the Suns if they yeah. if if he's fit and firing. He just hasn't had a good run um at it. So this is his third year now. He had a great offseason. He's had a good preseason. So this uh, this is his year to shine. It's um well said. Uh, that's pretty much it. Everyone else has written a question and you've all asked the same question about leaving the tag. So thank you to all the questions. Uh, really appreciate it. If I've missed someone, um, let me know. Hang on. Tom Char, tell us about crew and your friendship with boxer Jason Malia. Maybe yeah. tell us about your friendship with Jason more so. I know you already touched on crew, yeah. but how did you just meet anyway? Uh, just
1: from high point? <laughs> was, was it high point? No, nah, so he was – so I knew Damon um, and Damon was – Jace's best mate, and they'll be all their business partners now. That's who I own the gyms with. But you no, know, it's funny. One night I was out pissed, and Damon used to always post about this guy Jace on his Instagram, and a gun boxer. And I just private message Jace out of nowhere saying, "Hey, mate, I don't know you from a bar of soap, but um, I love what you do." And then he got back to me, and then we've just that's kicked me. it off ever since then. That's good by you though. A bit of love. People don't yeah. do that enough of that. Um, so that's how our friendship started, and um, yeah, just mates to this day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, There you go.
0: And that's how it starts, isn't it? And like-minded, clearly in the yeah. gym. Thanks to the being out on the pierce. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where a lot of conversations start. You meet cool people. Um yeah. Mate, you don't come on uh, American Aces and uh, the Tommy Talks without going home empty-handed. You are – you've been amazing for our brand, Rick's Eyewear, but I know you love the Orbits. You're yeah, the Orbit girl. King. I've got you the – I've got you the um, Merry Rick Christmas. I know it's uh, January. <laughs> I know it's January right now, um, but uh, we've got you the Orbit mints here, mate. There's not many of them left. I think there's only two left. I Thank think you. it's sold out. But chuck them on, brother. And this segment is one I ask you about retirement. I'm yeah. talking later in life. Chuck so them now, yeah, chuck them on. Oh, look at how fresh you look. Get oh, him to the pub Can't wait. Get him He'll to the path is. right now. Um, <laughs> Rick and retirement, where would you and Cezi and the family at that stage, where do you see yourself retiring, taking your Rixies with you? Yeah. And why? I've done a bit of traveling uh the last
1: few years, but I just haven't been to a better place in Bali. Oh, Me Bali. And Sarah love Bali. So that's the actual plan. When I do finish footy, we'd love to go live in Bali for six to twelve months. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just you can get the best of every world there if you want to train hard you can you want to tan you can you want to eat well you can you want to go out you can it's just yeah I've been 14 times in the last 10 years so like I know like the back of my hand so I just feel really comfortable and safe there
0: Whereabouts in Bali exactly? Because I've only, um, I haven't been since we went. <laughs> man, I haven't been I haven't been back since I was. I got lost that night. Oh and I was like no, a, you rock up at seven. Rocked in the morning. up without me fucking phone. I go, man, I forgot the address. Been walking yeah. around the streets for five hours, but um, I haven't been back since we were younger. But I've yeah. I, I've wanted to, just haven't had a chance. What yeah. is it about Bali? Because I am keen to go back um, yeah. very soon. Where in Bali are you staying? Yeah. Well. It sort of changed. When
1: we went, we stayed in Kuda. That was the place. Then it moved out to Legian. Then it moved to Seminyak. But recently just went and I uh, literally spent two weeks in Canggu and did not leave. So, yeah, is the place. Um Is it cheap?
0: Canggu. Is it expensive? Like, you know, uh, Bingara, it's cheap as, but it's not that cheap, is oh, it? There's
1: a lot of – it's pretty westernized now. There's a lot of – um yeah, like non-Balinese places that other Australian prices. But, yeah, you can live really cheap there if you want. Um, yeah. You just got to find the right cafes and the the right restaurants and, yeah, the right gyms. There you go. Do you get worried about just, like, the health system a little bit or not? Nah? Oh. Or is it pretty cruisy? It's pretty cruisy. They've got good hospitals over there, good nurses. Um, yeah.
0: So and if, you just, if
1: you've just if got your wits about you and you look after yourself, it's just like being anywhere in the world. Yeah. Like you're going to generally be okay. It's just if you start being a clown and, wow. and yeah, <laughs> taking advantage of your body and whatnot, then, yeah, yeah. chances are you are probably going to get a lot more sick there than you are here.
0: Yeah. There you go. Barley for the great man. And we have the Milwaukee M12 Fuel Driven to Outperform Lifestyle Pack here, mate. You are going home with a you know, a bunch of tools. You got the blower, the saw, the you know, this is the perfect little pack here for when you go camping. I know (laughs) I love camping too. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're a handy (laughs) man. This is funny because I've had a couple of people on and they just like, mate, Brando has no idea. And I was like, Yeah, well either (laughs) do I camping. Um but I know a lot of people like Colo and the boys up there, they are lunatics for this stuff so you'll have all no, their gear fun. and no idea. Yeah, literally. Um, but big shout out to Milwaukee Tools for their support and thank you. Um, and merry, I mean delayed, but Merry Christmas, mate. Yeah. This is obviously January and uh cheese. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, a bit delayed. But thank you for coming on. This one is I always have a couple of options. It's the tool, yeah. the biggest uh Milwaukee tool in the locker room. Generally for anyone out there for context, the tool is a good thing. It's a, it's a bit of a larrikin yeah. that makes everyone happy happy uh, um who, who would that be at the suns who's the milwaukee um, tool there's two of them will Powell and jeremy sharp oh they're, yes they're
1: the two biggest tools at the club um got told not allowed to live together, any, together anymore uh they just play pranks on all the boys they just do funny stuff like they'll go around come out the front of your house or go home like they just do oh, that's brilliant stuff like that um young Immature at times, but such a they're just a great laugh. Um, and if you ever feel them down or boys need to spark up, them two will just do something toolish and get everyone up
0: and about. <laughs> That's great. There you go, Pally and Sharpie. Yeah, the tools. Yeah, <laughs> got a bit of a ring to it, that doesn't it? Well, mate. Um, thanks again. Appreciate you coming on here, brother. Thanks, um, mate. It's good to good to see you. And uh, I'll see more of you now that you're back in Melbourne for the next. Short stint, but yeah, thanks again. All the best yeah. to you and the Suns, boys. Um, you know me, I just sit on the fence and support all my mates. But yeah. I think you're, I hope you make finals because it would be good to mix it up and you deserve it. It's been a long time, but good luck. Um, Thank and you. thanks again, mate, for coming on and being so open and honest and always come back. That's what it's all about here. You come back anytime. Yeah, no, thanks, Tommy. Appreciate it. Um, and again, everyone out there listening, it's- please subscribe. Um, give us a comment on the podcast. Let us know what you love because that's what it's all about. A bit like the uh, feedback after a game, Brando. We just we need that constructive wow. criticism <laughs> so we can apply it to the next game or the next podcast. Have a great holidays. Um, enjoy your break, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of Tommy Talks, where you literally can't thank you enough for all your support. Speaking of support, our great mates, Milwaukee Tools, Without yous, we wouldn't be here. Milwaukee Outdoor Power Equipment gives you the power to clear, cut and maintain the outdoors without the petrol headaches. No pull starts, no engine maintenance, no mixing petrol and oil. Book a test drive now at milwaukeetools.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. All right, catch you on the next one.